Alhamdulillah, we have uh, returned to our jalasat, our sittings with the works of the ulama in explaining uh, the Kitab al-Siyam from Umdat al-Ahkam. Kitab al-Siyam from Umdat al-Ahkam. And Alhamdulillah, we've reached the second hadith in Kitab al-Siyam. And we are studying this Kitab al-Siyam because of the month of Ramadan is approaching. It's close, only a few days away, hours away. So it is befitting that we focus on the affairs of Siyam so as that we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon basira, upon ilm, upon bayan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يقول كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Fasting has been prescribed for you as it's been prescribed for those before you in order for you to attain taqwa. And that's our aim in this month of Ramadan to attain taqwa, to attain piety. إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَدْ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ Allah is with those who have taqwa. Allah is those with those who have Piety and righteousness and ikhlas and sidq. And Allah is with the muhsineen. Those who follow the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And perform the ibadat according to the sunnah. Biduna ziyada wala nuqsan. Without any increase or any decrease. And this month of Ramadan we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To increase us in taqwa and increase us in getting closer to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to forgive us our dhunub and our akhtaa, kullu bani adam khattaa, All of the children of Adam, as the Messenger, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the hadith Qudsi, all of the children of Adam, uh, the best of those that err uh, are those who make tawbah, tawwaboon. A tawwabun means they're frequently making tawbah. Tawwabun. Mubalagha. They're frequently making tawbah and repentance when they err. And this month of Ramadan is a time for that as well. It's a fursa. It's a chance for us all to attain this forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much so the name Ramadan comes from the asl ramda. Yani... It comes from this mushtaq minar ramda, which is like uh, a hot coal, which usually appeared at that specific time of the year. Hijara hara, hijaratul hara. A hot coal or stone is called ramda. That's the asl of Ramadan. And some of the ulama, the past, have mentioned, taken from. Uh, narration on Anas, which is most of the ulama says mawkuf, that is called Ramadan 
because the, the sins have been burnt. As is the origin of the meaning of Ramadan, is Ramda from the Hijara, that's Hara, Ramda. Ramda is a hot stone. So, therefore, it's like in this month, the sins have been burnt away through dhikr, through tawheed, or ibadah. And we finish the first hadith here. And we're studying this because from the best of ibadat, he seeking ilm, talib al ilm, la ya'diluhu shay' in sahat al niyyah. Kama qala Imam Ahmed rahimullah ta'ala, seeking knowledge, there's nothing like it if the intentions are clear, pure. That's what we want to do, purify intentions, have ikhlas, have sidq. Be honest in our talab, be honest in our studying, why we're studying. And this is the hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa These are the narrations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah la yantiqu anil hawa. La yantiqu anil hawa. In huwa illa wahin yuha. Doesn't speak from his desires. But is a revelation revealed to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in this compilation of hadith, we have to remember this. That this is ibadah. This is worship. This is from the best of ibadat, knowing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. And from those things that Allah has legislated is as siyam, is fasting. And whoever from amongst you witness, as Allah says, the shahr, yani Ramadan, then upon him is to fast. So we need to know the ahkam, the rulings pertaining to this ibadah, this amazing ibadah of siyam, amazing worship, of fasting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us leave Ramadan better than we enter it and increases us in, 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 in tadayun, in practicing the deen, in our aqidah, in our ibadah, in our mu'amalat, in our worships and in our transactions between, with, with each other. To proceed, Amma Ba'du. The second hadith that we're going to do today is hadith an Abdullah ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhuma, Sahabiyu Jalil, Sahabi ibn Sahabi, radiyallahu ta'anu, the son of, Abd, of Umar ibn Khattab, Abdullah ibn Umar, from the Muhaddithun, from the Mukthirin, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fi riwayah. Those who, from those who narrated a lot of narrations from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma. He said, قال, سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam يَقُولْ إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ فَسُومُوا وَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ فَأَفْتِرُوا فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ فَقْدِرُوا لَهُ where the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, if you see it, fasumu, then fast. And if you see it, then break your fast. And if there is something that is obscure that clouds your vision of it, then estimate it, yani the month. This is the hadith here that Abdul Ghani rahimullah, he placed in this umrat al-ahkam. And regarding this, we're going to mention a few benefits, insha'Allah, or full, uh, a few points. And the first point, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ And if you see it, it, 
What is it? And this is yufham fi siyaq al kalam. This is understood that that which is intended is the hilal. If you see the the crescent, the hilal. If you see the crescent, like Allah subhanahu wa taala says, Inna anzalnahu fi laylatil qadr. Well, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, Inna anzalnahu or anzalnahu fi laylatil qadr. That we have revealed it in the night of decree. It. Yani the Quran. Yufam min siyaq is understood from the context. Like here in this hadith. Uh, if you see it. It's understood that if you see the moon. The sighting. If you see the crescent. And as is mentioned in, this, in Sahih Muslim in another narration, لا تسومو حتى تروا الهلال لا تسومو Do not fast until you see the crescent. And this explains this hadith here that, that uh, Abdul Ghani rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions here in Umdut al-Ahkam. The second point that we're going to mention in this hadith is a statement of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَإِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ إِنْ غُمَّ عَلَيْكُمْ and it says, وَأُغْمِيَ وَغُمِيَ بِتَشْدِيلِ الْمِيمِ وَتَخْفِيفِهَا حَالَ بَيْنَكُمْ وَبَيْنَهُ غَيْمِ If there is a cloud or something misty that is a, a barrier between you and seeing the moon, this is what is intended here, that this could occur in sighting the moon, that there is a barrier between you and sighting the moon. That's point number two. And point number three is what one should do if that occurs, where there is this barrier and this cloud uh, between sighting of the moon and your vision, your vision and the, and the moon, there is a barrier, there is something cloudy, misty, so forth. The Messenger وسلم, said, in this point three, فَقْدِرُوا لَهُ Estimate it, and estimate the month. And this is, Barakallahu Fikum, mentioned in or the explanation of this estimation, what, where does, what is the explanation of this فَقْدِرُ uh, لَهُ estimated, is mentioned in other narrations in Sahih Muslim and Bukhari. As for Sahih, Sahih Muslim, فَعَدُّوا ثَلَاثِينَ Where the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in Sahih Muslim, فَعَدُّوا ثَلَاثِينَ And count 30, and 30 months of Sha'ban. And in another narration in Sahih Muslim, فَقْدِرُوا ثَلَاثِينَ And estimate 30, and he calculated it as 30 for the previous month before Ramadan. And in another narration, فَسُومُوا ثَلَاثِينَ And fast 30. And that is in Sahih Muslim as well. فَأَكْمِلُوا الْعَدَدِ And complete the number, يعني the number of the previous month. If the cloud is cloudy and you cannot sight the crescent, then just complete 30 for the previous month. And in Sahih Bukhari, it's mentioned, فَأَكْمِلُوا عِدَّةُ شَعْبَانِ يعني ثلاثين. And in it's, it's, it's mentioned clearly in another narration in Sahih Bukhari, and complete 30 days in Sha'ban. So that's the meaning of the statement of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in this point number three, فَقْدِرُوا لَهُ 
AE complete if you are unable to see and sight the moon complete it yani the 30 days of the previous month 30 days of the previous month and that which is sufficient as is mentioned by al-Baghawi wa ghayrihi wa and the majority of ulama is ru'yatu adl that it is that is sufficient ida ra'aytumuhu where the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this is point number 4 ida ra'aytumuhu and if you see it yani the hilal and this is meaning that if it's sufficient if one person sees it ru'yatul adl somebody who is trustworthy and he sights the moon and the crescent it is permissible to accept that sighting from that individual and if you see it so and if you see it then fast if you see it then fast if you see it, yani cite it, it is sufficient that it is an adal and wahid. As is mentioned by ulama, such as Baghri rahimullah, who says, and this is ala qawli al-akhtharin. This is upon the statement of the majority of the ulama, that it is sufficient that one person cites it. There is khilaf, but the correct opinion is sufficient if one person who is trustworthy, who is adil, trustworthy, known not to lie, if he cites it, then fast. وَإِذَا رَأِيْتُمُوهُ فَأَفْتِرُوا وَإِذَا رَأِيْتُمُوهُ فَأَفْتِرُوا And if you see it, then uh, break your fast. Yani for Eid. And again, this shows the importance of following the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when it comes to us beginning the month of Ramadan and when it comes to completing the month of Ramadan and entering Shawwal. As for the benefits that we can take from this hadith, is wujub sawm of Ramadan ida thabatat. Is the obligation number one. The benefits that we can take from this hadith is the obligation of fasting in the month of Ramadan if it's been established that the hilal has been cited. Second benefit that we can take from this hadith generally wujub ikmal sha'ban thalathin idha halla ghayb aw nahwihi duna hilal ramadan and that is that if there is it's obligatory to complete it's obligatory any wajib obligatory it's a must that one completes 30 days of sha'ban if there is some type of obscurity and one cannot sight the moon there is something from mist so forth from the clouds that prevents one from sighting uh, the Hilal, then they should complete Sha'ban 30 days and then the day after that will be the Siyam for Ramadan. The fourth, third benefit that we can take from this hadith, Wujubul Fitr Ida Thabatat Ru'yat Hilal, Shawal. And that is the obligation of breaking one's fast if the sighting has been sighted for the next month and that is a Shawal. Now, and this is a beautiful hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
which is a, a refutation against those who claim that you have to calculate it through figures and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it clear through the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Now. And now we move on to al-hadith al-thalith. Al-hadith al-thalith. And that is the third hadith here in Umrat al-Ahkam. And Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu anhu, qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tasahharu fa'inna fi'l-sahur baraka. Where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, tasahharu, eat the pre-dawn food or meal. For verily, in this sahur, sahur, in this sahur is barakah. In this food and this eating, the pre-dawn meal, in it is blessing. In it is barakah. Yani khayran kathiran thabita. Immense blessing. And this is an amazing hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as it relates to as-suhoor as it relates to as-suhoor the first point that we're going to mention here regarding this hadith is we have the love as-suhoor with fatha on the scene sahur bi fathi as-seen ma yatasahhara and this is the food that you eat it's called as-suhoor as-suhoor is the food that you eat just like at-tahur with fatha on the ta is the water that you use to make purification. So as-sahur with fatha on the scene is ma yatasahharu bihi is that which he uses to eat and that thing he eats, the food he eats at that time. This is the first point. Then we have also as-suhur bidamma on the scene, bidamm is scene and this is the action. This is the action, as-suhoor. And this is the love and the turf wording that is predominantly known and used, as-suhoor. Yani, the action of, of performing that uh, ibadah, of eating as-suhoor. And as-suhoor is what you use at that time, and that's the food. Just like at-tahoor with fatha is the water that you use to perform abolition, or awwadu, sorry. Al-Wadu, it's better to, sorry, Malish. Al-Wadu, this is the fatha on the wow. Al-Wadu is the water that you do use to make wudu, sorry. Al-Wadu, with wa, fatha on the wow, is the water that you, you use to make uh, ablution. And wudu is the action itself. So, wadu is the water. Wudu is the action. Sahur is the food you eat. Suhur is the action of eating at that time. That's point number one. That's point number one. And point number two is it's called Sahur because of the time. Sahar. Qubail al Fajr. Yani a period where it's in the last part of the night. Which is why the ulama they say that it is mustahab that one delays the suhoor because the reason why it's called suhoor the action of eating the pre-dawn meal 
is due to the fact of the timing in which it occurs, and that is the last part of the night. So therefore, it's befitting that it's eaten at that time and not before. That's point number two. Point number three is that this action of a suhoor is ma ikhtasat bihi hadhi al-ummah. It's something which this ummah is distinguished by from other nations and other religions who perform fast. And is that we and that's akilat al-suhoor. كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم as the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentioned in the hadith of Amr ibn al-As and the hadith of Amr ibn al-As رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال فصل ما بين سيامنا وسيام أهل الكتاب أكلة السحر and that is the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم سحر he said, Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, uh, the distinction between us, our fasting, or the virtues in another narration, love between our fasting and the fasting of the people of the book is eating suhoor. Sahur. It's eating as suhoor. This is a distinction. This is something that makes us distinguish between other religions, ya ikhwati al-kiram wa akhawat. And this is a virtue that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this ummah. To this ummah. Now, point number three regarding this hadith. And that is the statement of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in nafi, where he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding the suhoor, that in nafi suhoor barakah. Inna fi suhoor baraka. In the action of eating the pre-dawn meal is a blessing. There is baraka. The ulama mentioned different meanings as to what is intended by the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stating baraka, blessing. What is intended? What type of baraka? Is it baraka dunyawiya? Is it a blessing that is worldly? Or is it baraka diniya? Or is it a blessing that is religiously re- related? Is it baraka dunyawiya, which is a worldly blessing, benefit? Or is it baraka diniya, uh, which is a religious benefit? And Sheikh Muthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions this and he says, Barakatu suhul al-muradu biha al-barakatu shar'iyya wal-barakatu al-badaniyya. He said, Rahimullah, that the blessings of suhoor, the pre-dawn meal, that which is intended, yani in the hadith of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and likewise the athar and the salaf like Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu wa ghayruh, that the murad biha, the intent behind it is barakatu shar'iyya, the legislative blessing. The legislative blessing, yani religious blessing. Wal barakatul badaniyya, and also physical blessing. Yani to the body, yani dunyawiyya in this worldly affairs. Amma barakatu shar'iyya, as for the legislative blessing, that which is pertaining to the religion, faminha. And as from them is imtithalu amri rasuli sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is in it wal iqtida bihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
and that is complying to the command of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam there is a blessing in this and this blessed religious blessing of following the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam in eating sahur fi baraka imtithal amr rasuli sallallahu alaihi wasallam wal iqtida wal iqtida bihi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and complying and following him sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa amma barakatul badaniyah as for that which is pertaining to the blessings as it occurs in one's limbs or body from eating suhoor فَمِنْهَا تَغْذِيَةُ الْبَدَنِ getting nutrition for the body وَقُوَّتُهُ عَلَى الصَّوْمِ and strengthening the body to perform the act of fasting to perform the act of fasting this is a very com- uh, concise, succinct uh, statement from Al-Alama, Sheikh Al-Alama Muhammad ibn Saleh Al-Uthaymin rahimullah regarding the meaning of blessing and that is a combination of both the affairs of the dunya blessing and the affairs of the shari'ah or the akhirah or the deen na'am, the blessings in that as well following the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in imtithal and complying submitting to his kalam to his command sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ulama other than Ibn Taymiyyah rahimullah have mentioned other benefits and inshallah we'll mention a few of them now. Some of them have mentioned here fi ziyadat al-awqat al-mukhtassa bil-fadl wa hadha minha li-annahu fi sahaf and that is that increases the individual and the ibad to be up at the time, the virtuous time and that is the last part of the night the virtuous time to be up at that time, that specific time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the revelation of his virtue and that is the time of a sahar that is the time of the third part of the night the second benefit that is mentioned and that is that ma yattafiqu lil mutasahhir min dhikrin aw salatin aw istighfarin wa ghayrihi min ziyadat al-a'mal la taqumu la allati lawla al-qiyam للسحور لكان الإنسان نائما عنها وتاركا لها. And he said, one of the أهل العلم mentioned that in this time when the individual gets up at night, in the third part of the night, and eats suhoor, that he agrees and, comp- and goes in accordance to the, the, the importance of making dhikr at that time. And salah, qiyam al-layl at that time. And seeking istighfar from Allah and forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time. And other than that, from the ibadat, tilawatul Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an, the ibadat that one can make, the dua, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at a time when most people will be sleeping. That if it wasn't for the action of them eating uh, a suhoor after the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perhaps maybe the individual might have been asleep and, leave, and leaving this istighfar, seeking forgiveness, making dua, and, and, and do, um, praying salat al-layl, qiyam al-layl. The suhoor encourages one to be up at that time to do these ibadat, that perhaps, in other than that, if they did not, did this, they did not take a suhoor, that they perhaps maybe might not have been able to fulfill these acts of ibadat. Some of the ulama have mentioned تَجْدِدْ نِيَةَ لِلسَّوْمِ لِيُخْرِجُوا مِنَ الْاخْتِلَافِ 
والسحور نفسه بنية الصوم and that is that some of the ulama have mentioned because there is a difference of opinion where does the individual have to make their intention for a siyam at the beginning of Ramadan and that is sufficient or do they have to make the intention every night yani before the fajr every night to make the intention to fast the following day this is a khilaf bain ahl al-ilm a difference of opinion now the individual that performs and does suhoor, he's immediately staying away from that, differ- that difference. And he's, he's, inshallah, he's up at night. And by him eating suhoor, it's in itself an intention to fast. So then, therefore, he's, he's, uh, he, uh, it is, he's, he's made khuruj and al-ikhtilaf. He's gone away from the, the different in, in that mas'ala, in that issue, and he's safe, inshallah, because he's making his niyyah by eating uh, suhoor in itself because one eats suhoor because of the siyam that's to come the fast that's to come so therefore his niyyah is automatically due to that action uh, inshallah uh, has been uh, uh, revived some of the ulama have mentioned that from the baraka of a siyam is ittiba'a sunnah wa mukhalafatu ahlil kitab and that is following the Sunnah, as is mentioned by Ibn Taymiyyah, we mentioned previously. But also by following the Sunnah, uh, differing from the people of the book in their acts, which is that do, they do not perform a suhoor. Naam. Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Skalani, rahimullah ta'ala, regarding al-Barakah here, the blessing that is mentioned in, uh, uh, in this hadith, and he mentions in Fath al-Bari, he says, The blessings of doing suhoor, of the pre-dawn meal, uh, is obtained by various ways. Yani in the various aspects or angles, uh, this blessing can be attained. He says, It is number one, he says, Hafid ibn Hajar in Fath al-Bari. He says, Following the sunnah, Different from the people of the book. Number two, bihi ibadah. Number three, he says, strengthening oneself for the ibadah, for the salah throughout the day, the nawafil, to have energy, even though he's fasting, to do the nawafil and to do all the ibadat and the a'mal al-saliha and to do those good deeds and have the energy to do those, included his siyam. Was ziyadah to finishat, and obviously that would increase him in uh, energy. And he mentions number four, وَمُدَافِعَةُ السُّوءِ الْخُلَقِ الَّذِي يُثِيرُهُ الْجُرُ And that is to repel the bad manners that could come from one being agitated when they're hungry. If one eats a suhoor, there is a barakah in that the individual, it will prevent him, بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى from being agitated due to some spark, some spark of hunger that could occur, and it could... Uh, uh, deflect the the bad akhlaq or bad manners that could occur during to this now and then he mentions number five and and he says or for example it gives an opportunity for somebody who wants to give sadaqah at that time or to gather people to eat with them so you can make food and invite somebody to have sahur to have the food, pre-dawn meal, 
and in this this increases the person in amal salihah and there's the barakah in that increases them in doing good deeds and pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Naam. and he mentions the issue of the importance also of one renewing one's intentions by a suhoor every night renewing one's intention for siyam for fasting for the following day now thumma and then after that barakallahu fikum hadith al-rabi' we go to the fourth hadith and the uh, final hadith that we're going to mention today uh, in our lesson bi'nillahi ta'ala wa huwa an anas wa anas ibn malik radiyallahu an an zayd ibn thabit radiyallahu anhu riwayat as-sahabi an as-sahabi qala tasahharna ma'a rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thumma qama ila as-salah qala anas qultu li zayd kam kana bayna al-adhani was-suhur qala qadru 50 ayah qadru 50 ayah in this hadith the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Anas ibn Malik and Zayd ibn Thabit said that we made suhoor, suhoor, suhoor with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We made suhoor with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ma'a Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thumma qama ila salah. Then we prayed. Then we stood to pray. Qala Anas. Anas said, Qultu li Zayd. I said to Zayd, Kam kana bayna al-adhani wa suhoor? How much, what was the time uh, length between the Adhan and the Sahur and Zayd said that it was Qadru Khamsina Ayah it was the, the time between the two or the time in which 50 verses will be recited 50 verses will be recited so with this inshallah we're going to mention a few benefits we're going to mention a few benefits from this amazing hadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa the first benefit is istihbab al-suhoor. Is istihbab al-suhoor. And that is the benefit, uh, the, that suhoor is preferred. The, the, the eagerly uh, mentioned uh, uh, affair of a suhoor is preferred. And this is some, a point that uh, I'd like to uh, rest on for a while with my beloved ikhwa. And that is a, a suhoor is mustahab. A suhoor is mustahab and it's not obligatory. It's mustahab and it's not obligatory. It is preferred. Meaning that the individual who does suhoor, he gets the reward for doing that action and he doesn't and he gets the reward for doing that action imtithalan. He gets the reward for doing that action imtithalan. Walam yu'aqab tarikuhu. And the person who didn't do suhoor, he doesn't get a sin. But he's missing a lot of khair. He's missing the barakah that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the previous hadith. He's missing the barakah. But it's not obligatory. Qal al-Hafidh, Ibn Hafidh, Ibn Hajar Skalani, rahimullah, as-suhoor laysa bi-hatmin. He said, 
doing the eating the pre-dawn meal is not hatmin, yani wajibin. It's not wajib, it's not obligatory. If Lokana Hatman, Ma wasala bihim salallahu alayhi wa sallam, fa inna al wisal yastelzimu tarkas suhur. Sawa unkulna al wisal haramunamla. And that is a fiqh from uh, Hafid bin Hajar Asklani regarding the fact that sahur is not obligatory, it is preferred. And that is that if he said that if it was uh, obligatory, that the Messenger وسلم, would not have left it. And when did the Messenger leave it? And that is when he did continuous wisal, when he did continuous fasting without breaking fast. The Messenger وسلم, did wisal. And it's something that is khasli Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He did wisal. And that wisal is continually fasting without breaking. And in order to do that, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would have left the pre-dawn meal showing that it is not obligatory, but rather it is preferred now. And likewise, to add to this, we have some statements of some of the ulama of hadith wa fiqh regarding the consensus of it being mustahab as suhoor being the aklat as suhoor or suhoor being mustahab being preferred the pre-dawn meal being preferred and from them is Ibn Mundhir rahimullah ta'ala in Al-Ijma' Ibn Mundhir rahimullah ta'ala in Al-Ijma' he says وَأَجْمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنَّ السُحُورُ مَنْدُوبٌ إِلَيْهِ and the ulama have a consensus and they agreed that the suhoor is preferred, not obligatory, and is preferred. And Ibn Mulaqin, who we're using his, some, some of his uh, explanations in Umrah al-Ahkam, he says in his sharaf, Umrah al-Ahkam al-Ilam, he said, أَجْمَعُ الْعُلَمَاءَ عَلَى اسْتِحِبَابِ السَّحُورِ وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ بِوَاجِبِ That the ulama have come to a consensus that suhoor is preferred and it's not obligatory. And Ibn Qudama, نَفَى Ibn Qudama الْخِلَافِ فِي ذَلِكَ and Ibn Qudama, he negated that there's a difference of opinion. There is no difference of opinion, he's saying. There's no presence of a khtilaf or differing from the ulama in this affair of the sahur being preferred. Faqala, he said in Al-Mughni, وَلَا نَعْلَمُ فِيهِ بَيْنَ خِلَافًا We haven't, I do not know any differing from the ulama regarding the affair that a sahur is... Preferred, but the one who leaves a suhoor, ya ibadallah, as mentioned in the previous hadith, has missed out in a lot of barakah, has missed out in a lot of blessings. That's benefit number one, that it is mustahab. Benefit number two, that we can take from this hadith, barakallahu fikum, is fadl al-sahaba. It shows the virtue of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is that Anas... And Zayd, they said in this hadith that they fast, they, they did suhoor with the messenger. It shows the, the emphasis on being with the messenger, doing it with the messenger. They didn't say we fasted and we, we ate suhoor, saharna, uh, we ate suhoor and the messenger ate, had suhoor. La, tasaharna ma'a. We did suhoor with the messenger, showing the importance of al-ittiba', the importance of following the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it shows the barakah there 
of, of taking from the Sahaba. Naam. And the ittiba of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the hirs ala ijtima bin Nabi. And the enthusiasm to be with and gathered with the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And seeking ilm from him. Naam. And this is how we need to be with the ulama in seeking ilm. Seeking and have, uh, have enthusiasm in seeking ilm from the ulama. But here it shows, barakallahu feek, the hirs and the enthusiasm of the sahaba to be with the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to follow the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And follow the way of the sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum. Another benefit that we can take from this hadith, benefit number three, is karam and nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa tawaduhu. And that is the generosity of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his humility to have suhoor with his companions. To have suhoor with his companions sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's Rasulullah, Waliullah, Kalimullah, Khalilullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khatam al Khairul Bashar, the best of mankind, seal of the prophets. Huh? But yet he sat with his sahaba and had suhoor with them at that time in the night, showing his humility, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith is that in this love in which uh, they mentioned uh, that Bain al-Adhan, Anas was asking uh, uh, Zayd ibn Thabit, Bain al-Adhan, that what was the distant time between the Adhan and, uh, uh, and the suhoor. Now, the adhan here, that which is intended here is al-iqama. That which is ten- intended here is al-iqama. Yani the iqama, meaning that it wasn't the adhan, the, the, uh, the distance that he's asking is between the suhoor. He's asking for the time between uh, the suhoor and the iqama. And the iqama. And he said it's khamsina ayah. That is... 50 uh, verses. 50 verses. And that is because he says, Kambayna al Adan wa Suhoor, Qala Qadul Khamsin. And Ibn Uthaymin rahmallahu ta'ala, he said, Bayna al Adan, ay bayna al Iqama. Bayna al Iqama. Yani between the Iqama and the Suhoor. Now. The next benefit that we can take from this or the issues, so to speak, is Qadru Khamsin. And that is Qira'atu Khamsini Aya, Khamsina Aya, Qira'atan Mutawasita. And that is 50 verses, the distance between uh, the, uh, the Sahur and the Iqama, 50 verses with a uh, balanced in between speed in this recitation. In between speed in this recitation. Now. And also we can take from this uh, hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, it shows the Sahaba, uh, uh, Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu uh, anhu, and Zayd ibn Thabit, radiyallahu ta'an, seeking in together, and having this suhba and this companionship, with, which is based upon ta'a, obedience, and seeking in, and seeking knowledge, and this shows an example of how we need to be as companions of each other and, and, and ashab and people of the sunnah that we need to be showing this uh, type of uh, alaqa 
and that is in that which is good, that which is in getting us closer to uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking ilm in order to increase in taqwa and not wasting our time. And not wasting our time as we see that even a sahaba radiyallahu anhuma here, Zayb bin Thabit and Anas ibn Malik, that they were seeking ilm from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at this time, at this late night time now. And with that, we've uh, completed, barakallahu feekum, uh, the third and final hadith that we intended to do today uh, regarding the sharh of Umrat al-Ahkam using the explanation of Al-Alam of Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen and the explanation of Ibn Mulaqin and other than them from the ulama like Abdurrahman al-Sa'di rahimahumullahu jami'an so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in taqwa and to make us be from those who enter into this month of Ramadan uh, with good intention and maintain that intention with, with sidq in our actions during the month and after the month and not be a people who just do ibadah just for the month just for the month of Ramadan because ibadah is 24-7 year it's not just for one month it's for 12 months of the year so we have to ask we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us be from those who continue ibadah during Ramadan, after Ramadan, and before Ramadan, and be like the way of the companions, where they began uh, preparing for Ramadan six months before uh, the Ramadan, and they continued their ibadahs the six months after, and this shows the continuity of ibadah and the way that the Salaf were in ibadah. So we ask Allah to make us be from those who followed the way of the Sahaba in how they fasted in the month of Ramadan. Wasallallahu and and after Ramadan the ibadat Wasallallahu wasallam ala nabiyyina Muhammadan Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh